Warning, this podcast may be disturbing to some listeners. Due to the graphic nature, listener discretion is advised. Welcome from wherever you are. This is The Demon Inside with your host, John Venom. If you want to review a different episode of The Demon Inside, you can find them on Spotify or Anchor. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. A new episode will come out every Monday. And now, to our show. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. And welcome back to The Demon Inside. On a summer night, sisters, Bieber Henry and Nicole Smallman, celebrate Bieber's birthday in a North London park. But as they dance, you can see them looking to the side as their murderer creeps up on them. They were beautiful, beautiful girls. They were real people with hearts. Bieber has left behind a daughter... And Nicole, to know her was to love her. You surprised them, said the judge. You terrified them. You killed them. For that, Daniel Hussein will spend at least 35 years in prison. You're under arrest. Police tracked him down through DNA left on the knife. In his bedroom, they found this note, a pact with the devil, vowing to kill women signed in his blood. Today, the 19-year-old appeared at the Old Bailey on a video link. The judge described Hussein as nonchalant after the murders, and today, as he was sentenced to life, he sat facing away, looking out of a window, his hands resting behind his head, showing no sign at all of any remorse. He's just an obnoxious human being. And I think he's so deluded, come 35 years' time, they won't give him out. They won't let him out. They won't let him out. I won't let them let him out. The police watchdog criticised the Met for failing to respond to the missing persons reports. So it was Nicole's boyfriend who discovered their bodies. The images, he says, are forged in his mind. Their mother has accused the force of racism. We do have a problem. We do have an underground that has infiltrated and growing in our Met Police. The Home Secretary agreeing the Met has questions to answer. Everyone across policing must absolutely respond in the right way to complaints of violence, reporting of violence against women and girls. Daniel Hussein had only just turned 18 when he committed the murders. He'll be in his 50s before he's even considered for parole. Today, the judge praised the dignity of these sisters' loved ones. No family, she said, should have to endure this. Hello, my demon insiders. I hope life has been treating you kind. 
This week, we are talking about the demon inside Daniel Hussan. Well, maybe not inside, maybe kind of inside adjacent. Daniel Hussan was a 19-year-old Satanist from London. He made a deal with a demon to win the Mega Millions Super Jackpot. So, let me just say this. It didn't work out well for him. When does dealing with a demon ever work out? So this young man, who thought that if he made a contract with a demon, he would get what he wanted. And the only reason I'm doing this story is because there's a lot of people that have been talking on my Facebook that they say they want to meet a demon and do a contract with a demon. Well, this guy actually did do a contract with a demon. So, this young man, who thought that if he made the contract, he would get what he wanted, he actually wrote out a contract. So let me tell you what his contract said. At the very top, it has agreement. Underneath it, it has, for the mighty king, Lucifage. Underneath that, it has Perform a minimum of six sacrifices every six months for as long as I am free and physically capable. For the mighty king, Lucifage, he will sacrifice only women. For the mighty king, Lucifage, he will build a temple for him. And for the mighty Lucifage, he will do everything that, I, that he has promised. And in return, Lucifage will give him Mega Million Super Jackpot to receive fruitful rewards in return for the future sacrifices. And the rewards could consist of wealth and power to never be suspected of any crimes by the police and also that the police will never know of any crimes that I have done and that I will do. Then he signed at the bottom with his name Daniel and it's written in blood and next to it he's got King Lucifuge, Lucifuge with an empty signature line so I did some digging to see who Lucifuge was and Lucifuge is the Prime Minister of Hell Lucifer granted him power over all worldly treasures along with control of the treasury in hell. But before Daniel made a contract with a demon, he was a very mischievous kid. He lived in South London and was constantly in trouble. But it wasn't until the age of 15 when the alarms were really raised after he was caught viewing dead bodies on his school computer. The teen at that time had also communicated with others about demons and love potions and carried out online research about the far right and Norse mythology. It is believed he was influenced by the work of an American black magician who has links with the British-based Nazi Satanist group known as the Order of Nine Angels. Now this is very important. This is I'll get more into this about the American Black Magic guy a little bit later. 
So the Order of the Nine Angels is a satanic group which is based in the United Kingdom and associated groups are based in other parts of the world. Claiming to have been established in the 1960s, it rose to public recognition in the early 80s, attracting attention for its neo-Nazi ideology and activism. Describing its approach as traditional Satanism, so, after he made his pact on Friday 5th, June 2020, he went out looking for his sacrifice. He had promised the demon. He then found at a park a birthday party for Biba. Sisters Biba Henry, 46, and Nicole Smallman, 27, had chosen to have a very small gathering in an outside place where people would be safe. Biba had chosen that venue because the plan was that they would watch the sunset together. Hussan armed himself with knives, shovels, and wore a mask and surgical gloves before entering the park with a rucksack on his back. He kept watch on the sisters after they remained behind alone after the birthday celebrations. Prosecutor Oliver Glasgow said the attack on the sisters was as savage as it was devastating. Bebo was stabbed eight times with no marks to her arms and hands, suggesting she did not have time to defend herself. Nicole was stabbed 28 times and sustained cuts to her hands, arms, and legs as she tried to fight back. After the brutal stabbings, Hassan dragged both bodies after about 75 yards into some trees, leaving his and their blood all over the picnic site. He then went home and woke his dad up to let him into the house. Having CCTV footage and DNA, he was arrested. It didn't take long for police to find him. When they were arresting him on suspicion of the two murders in Frank Park, he said, and I quote, Yeah, that's near my grandma's address, end quote. We will be right back after a word from our sponsors. And welcome back to the Demon Inside. While the police handcuffed him, they noticed cuts on his hands and asked how he had gotten them. He said that he had been mugged. After he had been taken, he began to deny being involved in any wrongdoing. He declined, he declined to give evidence in his trial. But with the letter and all the evidence against him, Hussein was eventually found guilty of murder. While in court, he sparked outrage by trying to catch the attention of his victim's family making L-shaped loser signs to a paramedic witness and turning his back on the judge. Detective Chief Inspector Simon Harding said, and I quote, he showed disrespect for everything, for the family's support systems, the process, police, paramedics, everybody, and the jury, end quote. Hassan was sentenced to life behind bars with a minimum of 35 years. Although he denied the murders, claiming it was not him, 
there was too much proof that showed that he was guilty. He was charged with two counts of murder and possession of a knife. So after the police did their investigations and they started looking into his computer, which he did not give them uh, passes, passwords to or any of that. So eventually they found out that he was inspired by an American black magician. And what I'm saying a black magician is the black arts. And this guy is someone who tells people that he can get them in touch with a demon or he can show them how to do curses or things of that nature. And when you're playing with something like this, it's very important to know that these things are real. And even though he's this American guy is doing it to make a buck, he's not realizing the damage that he's causing everywhere else. Listen to this news broadcast when they talk about him. I don't care if you use these curses to kill people or to kill cancer. But it doesn't matter to me. You cannot arrest him for his beliefs. Should he be held responsible? In, in, in my opinion, I would hope so. Tonight, Fox 13 News investigates a Satanist author in southern Utah whose writings directly inspired a teenage killer thousands of miles away. Last month, Daniel Hussein was sentenced to 35 years in prison for murdering two sisters in London, both total strangers. Here's Fox 13 News investigative reporter Adam Herbetz. June 2020, at a park in London, Biba Henry was celebrating her 46th birthday with her younger sister, Nicole Smallman. Three days earlier, Daniel Hussein bought knives and candles at a local supermarket. According to police evidence, he was entering a demonic pact, promising to sacrifice a minimum of six people, only women, every six months. Biba and Nicole were his first victims. Stay where you are, stay where you are, stay where you are. Hands on your head, stay where you are. For more than a year, the public did not understand Hussein's motive until a BBC investigation revealed how the killer spent hours online on a satanic forum describing himself as a psychic vampire who learned his first spell from this man in Utah. The rush that you get, specifically when you turn yourself fully over to the powers of darkness. E.A. Coetting is an author who claims to be able to harness black magic and sells books on Amazon. You're about to learn secrets that most people will never know about godlike power. Coetting's real name is Matthew Joseph Lawrence. He's 40 years old. In 2014, he was arrested in St. George. He pleaded guilty to possession of meth, cocaine, LSD, ecstasy, mushrooms, marijuana, and being a restricted person in possession of a firearm. Before that, he says he was raised as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but 
became more interested in demons as a teenager. I've, I've always had a, a push towards the, the spiritual and the supernatural. I grew up in a, in a Mormon household. We'd read the scriptures every night, and uh, as we'd read about these prophets and the miracles that they would perform, I, I always kind of wanted to look behind it and say, okay, well, how did they do that? What was their method? Some of Coeding's most expensive books promised to teach readers how to perform violent curses. Some writings openly discuss and encourage murder. I don't care what you use it for. I don't care if you use these curses to kill people or to kill cancer. Like, it doesn't matter to me. 5,000 miles away, in London, there is no evidence Hussein and Coeding had ever met or spoken, but... A closer look at the killer's contract shows where he got his ideas. One of Coeding's books teaches people how to enter a pact with a demon named Lucifuge. Lucifuge is the keeper of the Black Flame. It instructs readers to sign the contract in blood, which Hussein did. But the demon's signature, quote, is visible only to you. Hussein made sure to leave a blank space for Lucifuge. Coeding's writings also say you should ask for money. In exchange for his sacrifice, Hussein wanted to win the Mega Millions Super Jackpot. Police found he also bought lottery tickets. I filmed all this. I've got video courses and, and books that I've, I've been developing with all of this material. When we tried to speak with Coating at his home in Apple Valley, he did not answer. Coating has also not responded to phone calls. He's just simply trying to make a buck, and I just think he doesn't care. Rick Allen Ross is the founder and executive director of the nonprofit Cult Education Institute. He's been researching cults for approximately 30 years, but does not believe Coating is a cult leader. What I see is a salesman, an actor. He's costumed, he wears makeup, and he's basically trying to project an attractive a magnetic image so that he can pull people in and then make money off of them. I'll make you a god for three payments. Facebook and YouTube have removed Coating from their platforms, but his material is still on Amazon. When we asked, we got a no comment from Amazon. Do you think that's acceptable? No, I don't. They should be policing their platforms. And I hope Amazon will take action as soon as possible. The Washington County Sheriff's Office would not say whether Coating has ever been under investigation for the content promoted in his books. That's not something that we're able to answer at this time. We investigate crimes, and what people write, they're going to write. And if it does uh, violate any, any laws, then we would investigate at that time. And that would be our only opinion on that matter. But what can you do about someone like Cohen? You cannot arrest him for his beliefs. These people are deeply disturbed, uh, very easily influenced, and then they they come into the orbit of someone like Coating, who then becomes their ignition point. Should he be held responsible? In, in, in my opinion, I would hope so. Reporting in Apple Valley, Adam Herbetz, Fox 13 News. So after I heard about this, I did some research. And of course, this guy's trying to sell his books. But what also came up, and this is very interesting to me and very scary, is a children's book of demons. So this is actually a children's book. And it talks about different demons. 
And it says, this is the description of the book. Don't want to take out the trash tonight? Maybe you're swimming in homework. Perhaps that big bully is being a real drag. Well, grab your colored pencils and sigil drawing scales and dial up some demons. This paranormal parody is filled to the brim with funny spirits more silly than scary. Now, it wouldn't be so bad, but the thing is, there's sigil, There's a sigil chart in the back of the book, which actually looks like some of the real sigils that are used by demons and angels. And a lot of these curses and a lot of these spells and a lot of these things, they use these sigils to put out there. And for them to be doing this in a children's book, I mean, this is just evil. Because then the kids grow up thinking that all they need is a demon on their side, and eventually they're going to start asking for the real demons. But who knows? Maybe these demons are real. Maybe this is the way people start asking children to find demons for them because of their innocence. That's what happened with Daniel. Daniel wanted fortune and power. And he killed two innocents to do it. What's the difference between that and a children's book of demons with a whole new generation just waiting to go out there and sacrifice someone. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to The Demon Inside on Spotify, Anchor, or any other podcast directory or through our website, anchor.fm backslash The Demon Inside. A new episode of The Demon Inside comes out each Monday. Let us know what you think and join the conversation on our Demon Inside Facebook page and on Instagram. We thank you for listening and hope you'll join me next Monday for a new Demon Inside. If you enjoyed this episode, tell your friends. I'm John Venom. We'll see you next time. If I don't get possessed. The Demon Inside was created and written by James Porter. It's a production of Venomous Entertainment. Theme music, Demon Inside, is on the album Conjure One by Reese Fulber. Background music was created by Lucas Key.